No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where King Nebuchadnezzar breaches the wall of Jerusalem and the city falls. Zedekiah is blinded and taken captive, but Jeremiah is permitted to dwell in Judah. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Jeremiah chapter 39 on Simply the Bible. Henry Wadsworth Longfellow wrote, Though the mills of God grind slowly, yet they grind exceedingly small. Though with patience he stands waiting, with exactness grinds he all. God is long-suffering, but he has a time for judgment, and he doesn't apologize for it. Many people mistake God's patience for his approval, and that is always a mistake. The Lord had warned through Moses and the prophets what would happen to the children of Israel if they disobeyed his covenant. Now they were reaping the consequences of their long-standing rebellion. We continue in Jeremiah chapter 39. In the ninth year of Zedekiah, king of Judah, in the tenth month, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and all his army came against Jerusalem and besieged it. In the eleventh year of Zedekiah, in the fourth month, on the ninth day of the month, the city was penetrated. Then all the princes of the king of Babylon came in and sat in the middle gate. Nergal Sharezer, Samgarnebo, Sarsakim, Rabsaris, Nergal Sarezer, Rabmag, with the rest of the princes of the king of Babylon. King Nebuchadnezzar's siege against Jerusalem lasted for about 18 months. The wall was finally breached in July of 586 BC. Now these six princes of Babylon with the funny names sat in the middle gate of Jerusalem where they likely took part in the judgment of the Jews who remained in the city. So it was when Zedekiah, the king of Judah, and all the men of war saw them that they fled and went out of the city by night by way of the king's garden by the gate between the two walls. And he went out by way of the plain. King Zedekiah and his military officials tried to make a clean getaway at night, hoping to get to the Jordan River and cross it. But the Chaldean army pursued them and overtook Zedekiah in the plains of Jericho. And when they had captured him, they brought him up to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, to Riblah in the land of Hamath, where he pronounced judgment on him. Then the king of Babylon killed the sons of Zedekiah before his eyes in Riblah. The king of Babylon also killed all the nobles of Judah. Moreover, he put out Zedekiah's eyes and bound him with bronze fetters to carry him off to Babylon. So the Babylonians were not about to let Zedekiah slip through their fingers. They went in pursuit of him and overtook him in the plains of Jericho. And then they took him to Riblah, which was about 200 miles north. Now, King Nebuchadnezzar had made this his field headquarters. So when King Nebuchadnezzar saw Zedekiah, he pronounced judgment on him. You see, he had been Nebuchadnezzar's vassal before he rebelled. And usually such rebellion would be punished by death. 
Instead, Nebuchadnezzar forced Zedekiah to watch his sons be executed before his eyes. Then Zedekiah's eyes were put out so that his last visual memory would be the death of his sons. He was then bound with bronze fetters and taken captive to Babylon where he would ultimately die in peace according to the word of Jeremiah. Now everything that Jeremiah had prophesied came to pass just as he had said. And the Chaldeans burned the king's house and the houses of the people with fire and broke down the walls of Jerusalem. Because King Zedekiah refused to obey the Lord and surrendered to Nebuchadnezzar, his house and the houses of the people were burned down with fire. The walls of Jerusalem were also broken down. This would remove all protection from the city and prevent it from ever rebelling again. Now I see an application for us in this. If we refuse to trust in the Lord and keep his word, then our own house will be burned. How many marriages and families have I seen burned because the people refuse to humble themselves and obey God? And the walls that protected them from the evil of the world and of Satan were broken down so that the thief came in to steal, to kill, and to destroy. The great tragedy of all these things is that they were totally avoidable. It was not God's will to destroy Jerusalem, just as it is not his will that anyone should perish, but that everyone should come to repentance. But when people harden their hearts to the voice of the Holy Spirit and refuse to obey God, then judgment is inevitable. Then Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, carried away captive to Babylon the remnant of the people who remained in the city and those who defected to him with the rest of the people who remained. So where were all the false prophets who predicted that the people would not go into captivity? The people were taken captive to Babylon just as Jeremiah had prophesied. But Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, left in the land of Judah the poor people who had nothing and gave them vineyards and fields at the same time. Nebuzaradan left some of the poor people in Judah to work the land. He probably figured that by inheriting vineyards, fields, and homes, they would feel indebted to the Babylonians and would not likely revolt. But even if they did, they had no fortified city to which they could flee. Now, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, gave charge concerning Jeremiah to Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, saying, Take him and look after him and do him no harm, but do to him just as he says to you. So Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, sent Nebuchadnezzar, Rabsaris, Nergal-Sharizer, and all the king of Babylon's chief officers. Then they sent someone to take Jeremiah from the court of the prison and committed him to Gedaliah, the son of Ahikam, the son of Shaphan, that he should take him home so he dwelt among the people. It's interesting, King Nebuchadnezzar specifically gave charge concerning Jeremiah. Now, how did he know about Jeremiah? This was the third deportation of Jews from Jerusalem. Previously, Jeremiah had written to the captives in Babylon, telling them to settle, marry, have children, and seek the peace of Babylon because 
they would be there for 70 years. This advice was so contrary to the advice of the other prophets that it likely caught the attention of King Nebuchadnezzar. Also, the Jews who had already defected to the Babylonians would have likely reported that Jeremiah had advocated surrender to the people living in Jerusalem, including King Zedekiah. Nebuchadnezzar was a mighty and sovereign king who had the power of life or death. He was often ruthless to those who angered him. But to Jeremiah, he gave the order to care for him and do him no harm. Clearly, God's hand of protection and provision was on Jeremiah, who had been his faithful spokesman. If we honor God, then he will honor us. Nebuchadnezzar committed Jeremiah to the care of Gedaliah, the son of Ahikam, the grandson of Shaphan. Now, in the days of King Josiah, Shaphan found the book of the law that was then brought to Josiah, and when it was read to him, Josiah was cut to the heart, realizing that judgment would be coming upon them because they failed to keep the law. So Josiah then sent Ahikam, Shaphan's son, to Huldah, the prophetess. Ahikam later protected Jeremiah from being put to death. That was back in chapter 26. So now Ahikam's son, Gedaliah, was appointed governor of Judah by Nebuchadnezzar. So this was a family that had been God-fearing and also kind to Jeremiah. Nebuchadnezzar now committed Jeremiah to Gedaliah's care where he could dwell among his own people in Judah. This was Jeremiah's reward for his faithfulness to God. Meanwhile, the word of the Lord had come to Jeremiah while he was shut up in the court of the prison, saying, Go and speak to Ebed-Melech, the Ethiopian, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I will bring my words upon this city for adversity and not for good, and they shall be performed in that day before you. But I will deliver you in that day, says the Lord, and you shall not be given into the hand of the men of whom you are afraid, for I will surely deliver you. And you shall not fall by the sword, but your life shall be as a prize to you because you have put your trust in me, says the Lord. So it's interesting here, this word comes to Jeremiah for Ebed-Melech. Now, if you were with us last time, you'll know that he delivered Jeremiah when Jeremiah was lowered into a cistern and was left to die in the mire. He went to King Zedekiah and advocated for Jeremiah and really delivered him from that cistern. And so now God says that he would be delivered from the hand of those whom he feared, namely the Babylonians. God would remember what he had done and he would now be delivered because he had put his trust in the Lord. And that's what's so beautiful. God sees it all. We reap what we sow. This is a spiritual law as certain as the physical law of gravity. So what we would like done to us, we need to be doing to others. God considers every good deed that we do. And if we will trust in him and keep his word, then he will deliver us from harm and bring blessings upon our head rather than judgment. Or we can harden our heart to his voice as Zedekiah did and face his wrath. 
Which destiny will we choose? Let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you that you are true to your word. You're true to bring the promises of blessings to those who trust you and who are faithful to you and who do that which is right. But you're also faithful to bring judgment upon the heads of those who turn away from you and cast your laws behind their back. I pray, Father, that we would fear you, God, that we would trust you with all of our hearts and keep your word, that you might bring forth the good that you have promised, that you desire to give to those who love you. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify, and please leave us a review. Tomorrow we will see where the Babylonian captain gives Jeremiah his freedom. Jeremiah joins Gedaliah, the governor in Judah. Gedaliah is warned about a conspiracy, but he doesn't believe it. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Jeremiah on Simply the Bible.